Coming up on today's federal newscast, the IRS came close to hiring the amount of seasonal workers it wanted. There's going to need to be more belt tightening at the Social Security Administration. And a version of a bill to help federal employees who had to relocate is in both chambers of Congress now. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The IRS came close to meeting its hiring goal for seasonal workers during this year's tax season. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration finds, as of last December, the agency brought in nearly 2,700 temporary employees. It's about 90% of the amount it was hoping to get. In addition, the IRS had plans to hire 122 employees to staff up more than 350 taxpayer assistance centers nationwide this tax season. Most of those were permanent hires to fill vacant positions. Only 32 were seasonal. Veterans Affairs gives more assurances it will be ready to implement the Mission Act's new community care program by the June 6th deadline. VA Secretary Robert Wilkie says veterans will have more care options and scheduling appointments will be easier as well. Wilkie says eligible veterans will have access to a new network of walk-in urgent care facilities for minor illnesses and injuries. Veterans enrolled in VA health care programs will receive a letter in the mail with more information. Details will also be available online. Kicking off National Small Business Week, the Small Business Administration will be launching a new hackathon. Participants will build application programming interfaces to leverage data from agency websites. They'll also come up with plans for small businesses to recover more quickly from major natural disasters. SBA Acting Administrator Chris Pilkerton and leadership from Visa will select the winner of the $25,000 first prize. The Social Security Administration will start eating into its capital to pay for current expenses. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. In their annual report to Congress, the Social Security trustees say they expect total costs to exceed income next year and in all the years beyond that. Its outlays, nudging a trillion dollars, have exceeded its payroll tax income since 2010. SSA has made up the difference with interest on its reserve fund. But now SSA will have to dip into reserves, which could disappear by 2034 for old age insurance. I'm Tom Temin. More Air Force members are eligible for bonuses now as the service is expanding its aviation bonus program to include battle managers. Those positions provide command and control for airborne and ground units. They're now eligible for $35,000 a year bonuses when signing a contract for 3 to 12 years. The expansion will open up bonuses to about 595 new people. The Air Force joins a growing list of agencies frustrated with the cyber approval process for IT systems. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. The Air Force launched the Fast Track ATO, or Authority to Operate, process to shorten the time it takes to get new IT capabilities to warfighters. Air Force Undersecretary and CIO Matt Donovan signed a memo detailing the new process that is centered on three key actions. The Fast Track ATO gives authorizing officials the discretion to make decisions based on their cybersecurity baseline, an assessment or penetration test, and the ability to ensure there's a continuous monitoring strategy for the system. I'm Jason Miller. After promising to reach out to all service members living in privatized on-base military housing, the Marine Corps says more than 14,000 requested visits or phone calls. It was conducting the survey after reports of poor living conditions in the houses. After speaking with the service members, Marine leaders say they're working to mitigate the issues. 
Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats brings on Army Lieutenant General Karen Gibson to be Deputy Director of National Intelligence for National Security Partnerships. Gibson will lead the outreach to improve collaboration with the military and other federal departments, allies, foreign intelligence and security services, and the private sector to ensure intelligence is timely and relevant. She started in the new role on April 1st, coming over to ODNI from MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa, where she served as the Intelligence Director J-2 for the U.S. Central Command. The Pentagon CIO office is planning its first ever global town hall. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The May 17th event will be hosted by the Defense Information Systems Agency at Fort Meade, Maryland, and live streamed to DOD IT leaders and contractors around the world. The CIO's office wants to talk about modernization, including its plans for the forthcoming Jedi Cloud contract, artificial intelligence, the cyber landscape, and IT policy reform. The event is closed to the public and the press, but DOD says anyone with a common access card will be allowed to attend or watch the webcast. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. And Virginia Congresswoman Elaine Luria joins her Senate colleagues in introducing legislation to grant financial relief to federal employees who have to relocate for work. The 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act ended agencies' ability to cover taxes on some moving reimbursements. Those reimbursements became recognized as taxable income for some federal employees. 2018 guidance from the General Services Administration resolved this issue for some 95% of federal employees who relocate. This bill would resolve the issue for all relocating employees. It has bipartisan support in the Senate. Virginia Senators Mark Warner and Tim Kaine first introduced the bill back in March. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 